Why is it that children always seem to have more fun than adults? They're always laughing and playing, jumping in puddles. To a child, the world is a giant playground. Everything is wonderful and fascinating. But to adults, not so much. It doesn't have to be that way, though. Join me, Gabriel Siegel, on a return trip to childhood as we rekindle joy and enthusiasm for life. Welcome, everyone, to Jumping in Puddles. My name's Gabriel. And together, you and I are going to explore how to rekindle joy and enthusiasm. And I use the word rekindle because this is something that we had already as children. We were joyful and enthusiastic. You just got to watch kids play and you'll see that this is true. They have way more fun than adults. They're running around, jumping in puddles, picking up rocks and sticks. The world is a giant playground. Nothing is mundane. Everything is fascinating. But for some reason, as we grow up and we become adults, we lose touch with our inner child. We're stressed out. We're much more serious. And maybe the saddest part is we just don't play as much. When was the last time you giggled like this? When was the last time you just went outside and rolled around in the grass? Or stared at wonder at a cool-looking bug? When was the last time you went jumping in puddles? If we want to rediscover joy in our lives, children can be our greatest teachers. They can show us what we once had and give us clues on how to get it back. The image of a child jumping in a puddle illustrates some of the most beautiful attributes of childhood. Let's imagine this for a second. What are some of the qualities that this child has? Joy is the first one that comes to mind. You never see a kid jumping in a puddle without a huge smile on their face. They're obviously having a blast, and the whole world knows it. Enthusiasm is another one. You never see a kid jumping in a puddle with this apathetic kind of look on their face. They are completely committed to that puddle with excitement and vigor. Each splash, complete commitment. There's also a sense of presence. A child jumping in a puddle is nowhere else. They're not dwelling on the past. They're not worried about the future. They are completely immersed in the moment. And it's beautiful. There's also a quality of playfulness here. This lovely exchange between the child and the puddle. This dance back and forth. There's no other expectations. There's no other motives. The transaction is complete in and of itself. It's play. There's also a quality of bravery here, of courage an openness to venture into the unknown. It's not completely safe to jump in a puddle, but there's a bravery and a courage to face whatever splashes back your way. It's not all pleasurable and comfortable. Part of what adds to the thrill are jolts of discomfort. The splash of cold water is uncomfortable. Muddy shoes are squishy. Wet clothes are heavy and claustrophobic. There's a fearlessness with each jump. Children have this. 
Throughout this podcast, we'll explore these attributes and more. And we'll consider ways that we might have lost touch with them as we grew into adulthood. How some of the things that we learned along the way, the habits and skills that we used to take care of ourselves as adults, they might have some unintended consequences. Habits that we inherited through no fault of our own, maybe from the adults that cared for us or from our friends or culture, we'll see how these things might actually be getting in the way of our natural joy. Things like compulsive thinking or social manipulation. We'll look at how we seek instant gratification and how we use our attention, how we avoid things as adults, and we'll bring awareness to our adult egos. And when we can take a cold, hard look at this stuff, honestly, when we can consider both the pros and cons of our adult behavior, rather than assuming that we just know best, well, then we have more options available to us. We have the power to choose how we want to live from moment to moment, and we can channel our inner child whenever it serves us. It might sound complex, but it's really quite simple. If we want to be able to take care of ourselves as adults and have fun, like a child, well, we've got some more growing up to do, especially when it comes to the way we use our minds and our thoughts. And so at the center of our exploration into the adult problems will be the thinking mind. This is where children really shine because the thinking mind is not fully developed in kids. They don't have a fully developed prefrontal cortex They aren't thinking through complex problems about the future. They aren't dwelling in the past. The memory and imagination centers of their brain have yet to amass a large library of images and patterns. They don't really have deeply conditioned habits yet, good or bad. And so when we compare the behaviors of adults and children, we also need to consider the differences of our internal processes, the internal behaviors, especially the thinking processes. The thinking mind is a great tool, but it can also be a burden, especially if we're not using this tool with skill. You can use the mind to solve all kinds of problems, to achieve goals, to communicate with the world in complex ways, but you can also make things worse if you're not careful. Any tool is like this. Consider a hammer. If you know how to use a hammer and you know when to use a hammer, It can be a great tool. But if you don't quite know how to use it, maybe you're using it upside down, or if you use it on everything around you, not only will you be frustrated, not only will you not be successful, you're going to make a mess and you're going to leave behind you a wake of pain and suffering. A lot of the suffering that we have in the world right now is a result of this, of using the mind in an unskilled way in an unbalanced way, without an off button, and used on the wrong things in the wrong ways. Things like anxiety and depression, these are results of a mismanagement of the mind. Rumination, obsession, our runaway thinking processes. Children don't have these. You ever see a kid ruminating about something that somebody said to them the previous week? I can't believe Sally didn't invite me to her birthday party. She, I'll show her. She's no... 
It never happens. And you never see a child ruminating about the future either in a state of anxiety. Oh my gosh, I got an ABC quiz next week and if I don't do it, my parents are going to kill. No, it just doesn't happen. The mind hasn't got to this place yet. The mind hasn't picked up these habits yet. So suffering of the mind is a result of a mismanagement of the mind. Just like suffering of the body and dis-ease is the result of a mismanagement of the body. Of course, there are many things that are outside of our control. And our discussion is not going to waste any time on these things because they're outside of our control. But there are a lot of things that are within our control. We can learn to manage our mind. We can learn to manage our hearts just like we can learn to manage our bodies. We can practice. And that's why throughout this podcast, I'm going to leave you with some practices. I'll give you some strategies to get back in touch with your inner child. Things like discipline and compassion, meditation. Practices that work with the mind are especially powerful to this end. Because we know that the mind and our mental well-being is impacted by things like attention and the way we concentrate, the way we think and our thoughts. Modern science will confirm that practices that work with the mind, things like therapy, mindfulness, yoga, meditation, these help our mental health and improve our experience of life. And all these practices have something in common. Because they increase awareness, they facilitate balance. And it is this state of balance, a state of harmony, that children embody naturally. They help us to become, once again, as a child. So, who is this podcast for? This podcast is first and foremost for that inner child in you. The part of yourself that just wants to play. Maybe you have a playful nature, but you haven't really felt like you've been permitted to express it in the modern world. Well, I hope that this podcast will encourage you to give yourself that permission, permission to play. This podcast is also for those of you who are serious about your own personal development. You've discovered that the most reliable way to finding happiness is not changing others or even the world, but by changing yourself. And lastly, this podcast is for meditators. Whether you're just curious about meditation, or a beginner, or an expert, I hope that the ideas we talk about here will be helpful in your practice. I'm going to try to approach meditation from a new direction, from the bottom up, from the eyes of a child. I'll translate some traditional, formal, and honestly sometimes quite boring practices into something that I hope you'll enjoy engaging with. And even if you're a really advanced, seasoned practitioner of yoga or meditation, I hope that the theory here will also provide a context for your practice that will help engage, motivate, and inspire you. I've always been fascinated with children, and this podcast is just a way that I can share that with you. I've dedicated my life to learning from young people. I've worked as a preschool teacher, a preschool director, a behavior therapist, a child researcher, a youth counselor, and a marriage and family therapist. I'm also a wellness coach, 
and a yoga and meditation teacher. But more relevant than my professional experience is the fact that I can proudly say, I'm not an adult. I'm a fully grown child. I've learned to pay the bills, and I can take care of business, but in the process, I've stayed connected to my childlike, but not childish, nature. My life is genuinely fun to me, like jumping in puddles fun. And I hope to help you have just as much fun living in your life. So please join me on a return trip to childhood as we rekindle a natural childlike joy and enthusiasm for life. Let's go make a splash.